God bless you, everybody. This is Pastor Kelvin coming at you from a pastor's perspective, coming live from the King's Worship Center, 680 Fairview Road in Simpsonville, South Carolina. And guess what? Tonight, I have my better half on the live with me tonight. Yeah, what half? Oh, here we go. Lady, my better half, okay. <laughs> Lady Nicole, the, the half I get to claim <laughs> on my tax returns. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Nicole Steele. Tell everybody what's up, Lady Nicole. Hey, family. I hope you guys are doing well on this beautiful, what is it, Thursday? Thursday night. Thursday, Thursday night. night. Thursday night live. Thursday night live. We're excited to be on the pastor's perspective with you on this evening. Listen, as you're logging on, go ahead and begin to share this out for us. Uh, go ahead, hashtag the pastor's perspective. We have in the green room, Bishop Carl and Lady Kamisha Parrott. I'm excited about having them. We're going to have a great discussion on tonight. That's Lady Nicole sharing hers. It's what it is. It's technology, right? So we're going to get ready to bring them on. All right. I think we got them in. Hey, yeah. Bishop. Hey, Lady Kamisha. How are you all this evening? Hey, all is well. <laughs> it's so good to have you guys. So good to have you guys with us on tonight. Yes. So everyone that's watching, you can see we're not playing. Bishop and Lady Kamisha are on with us tonight. So don't lo don't log off. They're here. <laughs> I'm excited about having them on tonight. Everyone that knows me knows that I love Bishop and Lady Kamisha so much. Amen. We're excited about having you guys on tonight. So I'm going to push pause right there because I really am excited. So I'm getting kind of chatty. So I'm going to slow down. Uh, Bishop and Pastor Elect, if you all would do me the honor of taking a minute or two, introducing yourselves to somebody on the planet that may not know who you are and let them know who you are, where you come from and all that good stuff. Well, praise the Lord. I'm Carl Parrott, Senior Pastor of Rainbow Water Restoration Ministries here in Columbia, South Carolina, presiding prelate over True Fellowship, which has its corporate office here in Columbia as well. Just honored to be here. I love the steals with all of my heart. So thank you. Amen. Uh, Pastor-elect Kamisha Parrott. I am the wife, the spouse of Bishop Parrott. Uh, his help me, his other half. Uh, and I'm just honored to be on this platform on tonight. Amen. Amen. I love it. I'm love smiling from cheek to cheek. Introduce yourself. Let the people know. I don't think you've ever been on the pastor's perspective before. Well, you and Lady Kamisha yeah. and Lady Miriam did one. That's right. A year ago. I got to recreate yeah. that one and put it put it back out there. Yes, but go ahead and tell the people who you are. Um, who am I? <laughs> who am I? <laughs> I am Lady Nicole, wife of Pastor Kelvin Steele. Um, as we said a little bit earlier, as he said, the better half. Here we go. Tell the people. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm just excited to be here tonight. So hey. we're looking forward to the discussion. Amen. 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 Would you pass me that stuff right there, Ellen? Oh, sorry. I want to take a minute. Bishop may have been waiting to the end and we'll do it at the end again. For all of you that don't know, uh, Bishop and Pastor Let Kamisha have so much material out there, but I just want to pull three pieces of material. Um, you can find this, I believe, Bishop, at your website, correct? Yes, we sir. have Kingdom Love. Amen. 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 CD, some love music. Amen. <laughs> well, the save lovers out there in Jesus' name. Turn up for Jesus. Love Jesus' way. Amen. Yeah. We also have the collaboration of generations. Amen. One of my favorites. Amen. 
And last but not least, I don't have all of his material, but this is a book that he gifted to me some time ago. And it's a wonderful read for the men of God. Why am I he, Why am I where, where I am? Excuse me. Why am I where I am? Excuse me. I'm trying to read backwards. So some material <laughs> from Bishop Parrott. And I'm also going to take a moment and let you know that this broadcast is being sponsored by Rise to Shine Jewelry. Oh, really? Absolutely. So I'm going to need you to cut your check. <laughs> Amen. So please go over to Rise to Shine Jewelry, uh, hosted by Lady Nicole Steele. She is one of our sponsors of A Pastor's Perspective and also by Brandon Simmons. Amen. Uh, Lavana check. Amen. He has a single out called It's a Lie. Please go and find it. It's on Spotify and iTunes. Amen. Amen. They're going to be sending some residual tides in because they are sponsors. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So let's jump on in tonight. Tonight, <laughs> tonight we're talking about preserving relationships, preserving relationships. And I actually, when I begin to think about it, uh, family, I actually taught a lesson um, here at the King's Worship Center some years ago, uh, just titled Agape, Love. And within that, we begin to talk about relationships, how things work, and understanding love in the context of scripture. Agape is a God type of love, a love that you really can't earn, but it's just old. Amen. And so I got that, and I'm going to throw that in. That series is available. If you'd like to get it, just go to the website. Amen. I wanted to talk tonight about relationships. So I'm going to start it out this way. Uh, Ellen, Pastor, like when we talk about relationships, just in general, just in general, I'll start with you, Lady Nicole, and then uh, Pastor Elect, I'll go to you. When we say relationships, what comes to mind? What are you thinking about when we say relationships? Um, well, I mean, for me, and I, you know, I can just be me, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Please don't be anybody else. When I think about relationships, I mean, I, you know, oftentimes many of us typically go to um, an intimate type of relationship, you know, your marital relationships, but there's so many more um, relationships that you can have, you know, relationships between um, mothers and sons, daughters and, and daddies. You have, you know, uh, business relationships, right. just uh, relationships within your churches, your ministry, friendships. There's, I don't know, there's so many different types of relationships that you can have. Um, but I think about uh, you know, for a relationship with somebody that I can maybe, uh, we have something in common, something that, you know, you can kind of relate to. There's some sort of connection um, mm -hmm. when you have a relationship with someone. You know, that's just, you know, some of the first things that come to mind when I think about relationships. Okay. Pastor Lett? And, and the exact same thing or similar, just people or persons or people that can relate to each other, that have something common. Um, and at the same time, just having some level of respect or boundaries. Um, when I think of relationship, I'm thinking boundaries. So whether it's employee, employer, uh, pastor, uh, laity, uh, tenants, landlord, there has to be some type of boundaries in relationships. So, Amen. Thank you, ma'am. Bishop, what about you? What, what are your thoughts? Uh, when I think about relationships, I think about there being, I guess, a mutual exchange between two individuals, regardless to uh, what, I guess, genre that you're connected in. That's right. It's something that you offer and something that you should receive from that relationship. That's good. That's really good. That's really, really good. When I think about relationships, 
the first thing came to my mind actually was uh, my friend back in elementary school. I don't even know where he is now. His name is Robbie Grookett. Um, little white guy I went to school with. We were in kindergarten, I think kindergarten, first, second, third grade together. And oddly enough, his father was the principal at the school. So I think that helped keep me out of trouble. But I remember that relationship for some reason. He was just someone that was always in my life throughout the years. And I even begin to think about uh, re uh, intimate relationships, not even with my wife, more or less intimate relationships with friends that I've had through the years. Um, and I know we use the word friend very laxed nowadays. But for me, I think about friends that I don't talk to often. But if I happen to see them, it's like I never left their presence. Yeah. I think of uh, relationships for me, um, maybe someone that everyone may know, Pastor Kelvin, but very few people get the benefit of knowing Kelvin. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when I think about those types of relationships. I think about intimate, close relationships where I just literally get to be someone that's not on a stage and someone that's that understands me and I'm not guarded, worrying about someone taking advantage of. Uh, who I am as an individual. So those types of those are the things that come to mind when I think about a relationship. Now, if I shift just a little bit a family, we begin to talk about uh, intimate relationship between male, female. I think about Genesis 2.18, Genesis 2.18. I'm going to read it here just for a second. And the Bible says then the Lord God said, it's not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So, Bishop Parrott, when you hear that in Genesis and you think about the relationship to man, woman, and you hear the uh, the author in the narrative saying it's not good for man to be alone. What do you what do you think when you hear that in the context of this discussion tonight? In the context of this discussion, because even uh, with that text, I, I preach it, I guess, two ways. I preach it to where it's speaking to a man uniting with a woman and them expressing the mind, the heart of God. But I also preach it from the, the context of two individuals, maybe in a platonic connect, uh, connective relationship where they have some kind of uh, interaction with one another. They're able to relate. They're able to see something about themselves that they could not have seen having interaction with an animal. I know that they say the dog is your best friend, but there's certain things that you can't get from a dog. The dog can't respond back to you and share with you things that you need coming from another human being. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I hear that, uh, just along that lines, I, I guess I use that to set a, a, a stage for where I go with that. But when I hear that in the context of what we're talking about, we need to have individuals in our lives so that way we can see things about ourselves that we would not have seen had we not had someone that was quote unquote human uh, or opposite of us so that we can express that in the earth. We, we, I, was, I was sharing with the church, I said there, there's certain things about ourselves like pride and uh, iniquity. It's hard to see in yourself. Somebody else from the outside looking in has to look at you and say, maybe you want to check your heart. Maybe you want to look at how you're looking at the situation. So, That's right. so uh, Lady Kamisha, when you hear Bishop say that for, from your perspective, just once again, in the context of what we're talking about tonight and, and the Lord said, it's not good for man to be alone. He's, he's already cultivating. He's saying man needs relationship. So he puts yeah. him to sleep and creates a helper suitable. So from your perspective, uh, what are your thoughts? 
uh, it's just amazing when I think about that and even look at that, just how God is was so strategic in creating creation. You know, he had a plan in mind. Um, and one of the things that I love about God is in that uh, creation, he looked at it and he saw, okay, even though they're going to be flesh and they're going to be one, we're still unique in our yeah. own way. And like, you know, Bishop was saying, we complement each other, so to speak. You know, um, we're not perfect. We're two imperfect people. But where my strength is, you know, I'm able to help him and vice versa. Amen. So there's one is there's that relationship that God wants us and he designed us to desire relationships. He desired, he designed us, you know, to have relationships. The key is making sure that is the right relationship. <laughs> All right, Ellen, did you want to jump in on that before I move on? No, go, go ahead. ahead. So I think for me, it's very <laughs> ironic when we look at this, when we read this and it seems like, okay, uh, God creates Adam. I'm giving you responsibility. I'm giving you a job. I'm going to put you among these animals, name them. Uh, here's your work. Here's what it is. But God says, you still need somebody. You need somebody just for you. And so I'm going to put you to sleep. I'm going to open you up. I'm going to pull a rib out of you. I'm going to fashion up. I'm going to call her woman because she came out of man and wake you up. And here it is, somebody just for you. Sometimes I think when I look at relationships now through the lens of a pastor, I think sometimes marriages and relationships are just like the way uh, God did it with Adam. And they find a rib or they find someone they think is their rib and they jump in it too fast, not realizing that was a God thing and a God design. But relationships, when we teeter over into marriage, it takes time. It takes time. So, Bishop, I'm going to I'm going to mess with you just a little bit. Mm -hmm. On it's my left, it's sitting Lady Kamisha. How did you know that was your rib? Well, um, I was actually praying, seeking God as it relates to uh, a spouse. And I had a mutual friend, uh, we had a mutual friend rather, and they told us that I got the perfect woman for you. I said, let, let, Tell me about her. And they said, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm not telling you a whole lot about her. So they brought her to the church. They wouldn't tell her a whole lot about me either. So we, she got to the church. I saw, I said, hmm, because I described pretty much what I wanted. The only thing is uh, she was just a few inches shorter. But other than that, you know, <laughs> she had everything else. See, <laughs> why do we have to go there? Okay. <laughs> got, got, got what I was looking for. So with that, that was, that was a plus. But what I did do, is even in the midst of praying, I researched. Because mm -hmm. after I met her, I found out her name. I found out where she went to church. And I knew some people that went to the church that she attended. That's so right. I, I asked casually, um, not being too forward so they wouldn't know that I was interested, but just to gather just enough information. And then from the information they gave me, I asked her questions while we were out for the first time. And I tried to see whether what the people said and what she said kind of matched up. And uh, to her benefit, they kind of, you know, matched up. So. Okay. Uh-huh. Don't worry, I'm going to give her a moment just right now. So, Sister Patricia. Go ahead. Go. You know, uh -huh. I have to acknowledge the, uh, the people in the comments because you have – uh, Lady Perry, you got Crystal Brown out there that says, don't do her. Now, Crystal, <laughs> I, 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 
say that. <laughs> we got uh, Angela Benson that says, "Watch it, Bishop." They <laughs> 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 <I> got you. <laughs> yes. Thank you all. <laughs> they come through for the family well, now. They come through. So, uh, Pastor Elect, I want to, uh, and please forgive me if I go between Pastor Elect and Lady Kamisha. It's okay. Amen. Amen. Okay. So, how did you know? The Bible says, He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor with the Lord. We heard Bishop do his due diligence and pray. Everything yeah. put the height just a couple of inches. <laughs> Amen. But, how did you know after he prayed? That he was the one that deserved the favor that you would bring. Oh, can, can, I, can I drop something in there direct no, before she no, said? No. <laughs> Listen, I, 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 I did take her down to uh, Hardyville. Prophet was preaching. Prophet Moses was preaching in Hardyville, so I took her down there so he could put his eyes on her. And then I called him and asked him what his thoughts were because I took her in the office and had her to meet him. That's um, right. We left, and he gave me his approval. So I said, okay. You know that this is this might be okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. You ready for me now? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Basically, I had a piece about it. Um, it's just important, you know, as the woman to be prayerful as well. Um, I wasn't looking for a husband. I definitely wasn't looking for a preacher. I'm just being honest. My focus was just, you know, I had plans. My focus was just on God, the things that I was doing. Um, but when I did meet him, he was different. But I didn't let my guard down. I've always you know, had a guard up. And with that, um, I was saying, let me see. You know, he was, you know, a comedian. Loved to have a good time. But I no noticed that he loved God. And it was legit. It wasn't like a put on. But I still had my guard up. So ladies, keep your guard up, you know. Um, but I just saw his heart, you know, and just the people, just as we talked, we knew some of the same people, which was just amazing because we didn't know each other. Um, he forgot to tell you that not only that, we went on a fast, a 50-day fast. Wow. And I tell you, <laughs> that was the first time I've ever gone on a fast with nothing. We sipped on, I think, water a little bit, but we went on an absolute fast. Because I said, you know, as he's praying and seeking God, I need to make sure as well, because I was the one, honestly, that said, how do people stay together forever? How do you how do you just live with somebody for the rest of your life? I mean, who does that? Like, I'm just not thinking that. So I had to make sure I said, God, you know, I only want to do this one time. I'm not playing games. I struggled because he was a pastor. So that was my biggest thing. However, um, as we began to pray and seek God together, um, the end of the 50 days, we came together and prayed. And it was just it was just a piece. All I know that peace, his life lined up uh, with the word, which is what I was looking for. Um, that was the main thing. But uh, it was just a piece. It, everything just lined up as far as um, after I threw away the, you know, because you have your list that's real not, really not realistic. Mm -hmm. So after I threw that out of the window and, you know, just being prayerful about, okay, you looking at this, but is that really serious? Is that really important? You know, so all I can really say that it was a piece when you see it, when it comes, you know it. Um, it's just important. Like you said, you have the right people who would not just be on the emotional side and want to see you married or want to see you happy. But they want to you need to make sure you have that person that, you know, looking for the red flags when you don't see them. But it was just a piece. That's all I can say. There was a piece about it. 
Amen. Amen. Can I um, jump in? Jump in really quick. Yeah. Um, if you guys that are watching out there, if you're enjoying this, y'all throw us some hearts up. Give us some hearts. Give us some thumbs up. Let us know that you're enjoying this. And also go ahead, if you haven't, those of you that are just popping in, go ahead and share the broadcast or even tag somebody that you feel that needs to be in here to hear Absolutely. this. So go ahead and do that. Now, I have to say, um, one of the things that Bishop Parrott said that immediately caught my attention was when he said um, that he took Lady uh, Parrot to go meet Bishop. Mm -hmm. I mean, to meet uh, Prophet Moses. Yeah, Prophet Moses. Moses. <laughs> um, so he sought wise counsel. Mm -hmm. I love that because so many of us out there, and I'm going to say us because I'm not talking about y'all because I know y'all wouldn't do that. So many people out there will hide oh don't get me started <laughs> they're gonna hide the love interests because you really don't mm -hmm. want to hear the truth mm -hmm. you've gotten so involved and so emotional and all of these things that even if somebody did tell you no he's not the one you wouldn't want to hear it so for me i think it's so important that stop hiding your boo you know let let your pastor, let your family, let your people set eyes on them. And because oftentimes when we're in something, we can't re really see, see the truth. So I, I I respect that, that he was able to, you know, that he had enough wisdom to say, let me see what my my leader says. Let me see what, you know, what my pastor says. Let, let, let me see what he has to say about the one that I plan to spend the rest of my life with. I think when uh, I think that's a good place. So we're going to all jump on that one. Cause I know Bishop is sitting on the seat foot <laughs> something on that one, but I'm going to throw this out there too. I often say to the women that God has allowed me and men have allowed me to pastor. Don't bring them to me after you fall in love, because right. once you fall in love, I'm wasting my time. And I think what I heard in there, because when we talk about, I know you two know this, there are at least 13 types of love in the Greek. And the Eros love is necessary, that erotic love. We got to have the agape love, which is 1 Corinthians 13, which I think should be taught to anybody that plans to get married. Because if you don't understand agape love, then you guess what? Because there are going to be some days you don't feel that erotic love. Amen. Right. You don't, you know, you, I mean, he's going to wake up and he's going to be 40 plus years old with a belly. He ain't the same guy that he was, right? But one of the things that you called out that's also a love, it's a pragmatic love. Is this relationship going to be mutually beneficial? Like, is this somebody that if they get on my nerves, I can tolerate their personality? Is there the grace in this connection that that's definitely there? And uh, Bishop, now when I'm counseling and doing marital counseling, I call these things out because everybody, oh, I love her. Oh, I love, I love he, he, he's so fine. He, he's so every, but you don't know he doesn't shower every day. You don't know he doesn't change his socks. You did, he goes, he comes and shops at Pastor Kelvin's store and buys new socks and new clothes every time he's coming to your house. You don't, you don't, because you didn't take the time to meet out the relationship. So it has to be a certain level of pragmatism. What does she have and we have? You know, we can over-spiritualize this. I'm just waiting no more, my bow ass. Yeah, but you better take him to your leader, especially if there's no one in your life, a, a father figure in your life. Take them to your leader because they're going to see past your butterflies. Right. 
and it will save you years of hurt. Uh, Bishop, Pastor Elect, I'm going to turn that over to you. You guys have any feedback in that in that area? Yes, sir. And, and uh, Lady Nicole hit it right on the head. That was why. Um, once I saw her, I found out about her, you know, through doing my due diligence. I said, okay, she has the qualities that I'm looking for. So before I got so emotionally attached, mm -hmm. that's what I did. I went to a, an objective voice, somebody I knew had my best interest, somebody that I knew, um, you know, was in touch with God because I wanted to hear what God had to say about it. Because like you're saying, once your emotions get involved, it's hard to hear anybody. You, mm -hmm. you just want to do what you want to do. So I didn't want to get all tangled up in something uh, too soon. Uh, even when I took my wife out the first time, I told her I was going to marry her. She looked at me like I was crazy. About <laughs> three months later, when I told her I had a, I, the, the hook was already in her so I was winding it in. So when I said it again, she looked at me and she said, uh, what about love? I told her, I said, love is a decision. And I had to take this wipe up off the seat because she just melted. <laughs> but he did make me nervous because, you know, I've heard that before. You my wife. I'm like, okay, really? Whatever. You know, and I blew people off. But when he said it and I was feeling that I was beginning to like him, I started getting nervous for real. I'm like, oh, God. No, I really was. I'm saying because this, no, I don't. I don't know. You know, I was just, oh my gosh. Oh gosh, I'm reliving it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, he knew and I was like, yeah, whatever. You know, I just played it off. But when he just kept saying it, then he started writing. Um, so I was like, people don't do that. He would write little notes and uh, serenade and do songs and poems. And I'm like, whatever, people don't do that. He's trying to get whatever, you know, but he just kept doing it. And even now he, he still does it. So I realized now that that was him. But, you know, after a while, I just started getting nervous. Like, oh gosh, like he is, this guy's really serious. And am I really ready for this? You know, so. Yeah. See, see that, that's where Kingdom Love came from, for me writing those poems and those songs for. Oh, that's awesome. Get your copy at the Raymer website. Amen. So with us, it was a little different. Um, the first time I met Lady Nicole was at my brother's wedding, and she was working behind the uh, the concession stand. And concession I, stand. Yeah, I call it a concession. She was serving tea. My mother was catering the wedding. She was serving tea. <laughs> Which she was working. She I was, was working. And when I saw her working. <laughs> All right, will have her own money. Don't you stop that, Ruth. <laughs> and so I was in my tux looking as good as I could look during that time. And I walked up to her. You know, when you're young, your voice is still going through those changes. I think we were, what, 16, 17? I don't know. We were real young. And I walked up to her. I said, where's the bathroom? <laughs> but we knew years later we would end up because, you know, I think Steve was a pastoring in Valley Park at the time. And so mm -hmm. I didn't know who she was or any of that. And years later, we ended up uh, getting back together as friends at the church. And then, you know, things happened and she fell in love with me. You see? I mean, is, what am I going to, you know? But I remember, I remember. As that, you know, I always say that there are three sides to every story. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, your side, my side, and then the truth. But I'm going to tell you when I, do you remember the story I told you I said you were going to be my wife? 
Yeah, we don't want to tell that story. <laughs> <laughs> she was leading a song at the church, and she was rocking and leading and singing. And I looked down, said, "Yep, that's the one. That's the one." <laughs> Such a man. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. But that's the lesson, though. I mean, I mean, but what you all are giving, you're getting two different stories. You're looking at we did it very young. Amen. Very, very young. And we don't recommend that to anybody. Do you? You know, I think everybody's journey is different. different. Yeah, I don't regret it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't I don't regret it. I don't regret it. I think we could have got more counsel, though. Oh, absolutely. We certainly could have got more counsel. <laughs> absolutely. Certainly could have got more counsel. Yeah. yeah, but we we were young when we got married, 19. Yeah. You oh, know, wow. 19. Yeah, we didn't know what we were doing. Nah, we <laughs> literally have grown up. We were doing grown up together. I mean, I mean, I moved out of my parents' house, went to college, but we <laughs> moved into my parents' house right. together, you know, moved out of my parents' house, moved back, and then moved out again. You know, so we never, I think, had a time we just were without a roommate. Single, right? <laughs> yeah, so we didn't really understand that single life, I guess you would say. So it's a whole, yeah. Yeah, it's a whole well for some of for you, it might have been good. The Lord spared you. <laughs> Amen. But what I love in your in your in your story is once again, there's still counsel there. There was still the wisdom of saying, let me take someone to my leader and see and pray and seek and get information so we know which way to go. I'm going to turn just a little bit. So now how many years have you guys been together now, uh, Bishop and lady? Almost 17. So 17 years, 17 years. Um, this is more, I'll just go ahead and ask it. What, if you could give advice to anybody right now in relationships, not even talking about being pastor, first lady, pastor elect, just in maintaining a relationship, a solid relationship. If you could say this one thing that you've learned as a husband, this thing you've learned as a wife, what would it be? Stay friends. Mm. Keep maintain that, that friendship where you can have uh, open communication back and forth with one another. Mm -hmm. Amen. Um, one thing, there's a few things, but just one thing. Um, oh my gosh, what is one thing? Go ahead and share them. You, if you got more than one, that's fine. Go ahead and share. Well, he, he mentioned community, you know, pretty much friendship and communication, but um, I think it's important to uh, have the right expectations and making sure that you're given 100%, 100, 100. You know, we were taught for so many years and we hear people say, you know, meet each other halfway 50, 50. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've learned 50, 50 doesn't work because when you're saying halfway, his definition of halfway may not be my definition. So what is halfway? So if you just do what you're supposed to do hundred percent and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, um, you can't go wrong there. And so, that yeah, that 100 percent says, even if he doesn't do what he's supposed to do, it might be mad and upset. But let me do what I'm supposed to do. Um, today was a perfect example. We weren't mad or upset at each other. Um, but when I left the house, he was still home. Mm -hmm. So apparently he put some of that carpet fresh up. So when I came in the kitchen, I said, hmm, somebody did some cleaning in here. So but when I went in, I saw the carpet fresh still on the carpet. <laughs> I was like, Okay, is he expecting me to do this? Now my mind said I had to I had to let it sit so I could absorb <laughs> <Okay>. the pool. <laughs> so my mind said, 
And like you can't follow your mind a lot. Your mind will, you know, play tricks and let the enemy come in. Yes. You right. got to get Yes. So my mind said, you know what? Let this sit right here and he can do it when he get back. <laughs> He's one. So it's no big deal. Let me just go ahead on and, you know. So whether, you know, he does what he's supposed to do, vice versa, let me do what I'm supposed to do, working together as a team. So do your 100%. And sometimes it's hard to do, especially when you're upset or there's a disagreement, you know, well, I'm not cooking tonight, you know, or I'm not doing this tonight. So just understand in a relationship, marriage, realistically, there are times where it may seem like the other person is have a heads up or getting it, you know, over or an advantage. That's right. But it's it's a hundred percent, hundred percent. Do what you're supposed to do. Let them do what they're supposed to do. But that that's that's what helps us. That's that's key. But but see that that was a devil mess with up and I, I know it so I can absorb the odor and I was gonna come back and get it. He's missing a point. He's missing a point. It's okay. It's okay. I, I think within that, uh, uh, Pastor Elect, I think that's a cool place to kind of pull the whole agape love piece. Because when you understand you're doing the relationship as unto God, um, what the other person does right or wrong, you realize that shouldn't have an impact on who you are, what you do. I think that takes us back to 1 Corinthians 13. You know, love is patient. Love is kind. Right. Mm -hmm. Because there are going to be things that you each other do that get on each other's nerves. Mm -hmm. Now, unless you marry somebody, somebody like me, that's easy to deal with. Okay. It. Okay. I love it. Okay. I don't require much. <laughs> I don't require much, but love is love is patient and is kind, right? So mm -hmm. I think that the, I would phrase that: keep it one hundred. Don't focus on what they're not doing. Focus on what you're doing. The Bible says the sanctified wife sanctifies the husband. Sanctified husband sanctifies the wife. And the context there, if you really look at it, is: Are you doing what you're supposed to do to get them to see they're not doing what they're supposed to do? Not in the manipulation, but that you're doing it unto God, providing right. a reasonable service. That's it, mm -hmm. unto God. That that's it. You know, um, oftentimes we will we will do. Sometimes we will do things based on what the other individual does or does not do. Oh yeah, you know, um, you didn't bring me that check home. <laughs> you ain't, you know. So versus taking the mindset of I am going to do what God expects for me to do, because at the end of the day, what we do, everything that we do, we should be doing it to please God, right. not just man. Of mm -hmm. course, we want to, you know, do things that our husbands, our spouses would be pleasing, you know, would be pleasing to them. But at the same time, mm -hmm. you know, is it pleasing to God? That's right. Is it? Is it yeah, he cutting the fool. Get yourself together, you know, because it, you, you just you want to you want to stay in a good place with God, period. Yeah. So it's, you know, do what God expects, whether you got a nasty attitude, whether you don't came in a house and throw them shoes, you tripped over them shoes, whether the socks are in a place where, you know, they shouldn't be do what God expects. <laughs> <laughs> what God expects at the end of the day, because your reward ultimately comes from him, not right. from man. The Lord is going to say them socks is paying the light bill. Get them socks. Up. <laughs> you know, at this point in life, um, there's certain things that just don't bother me anymore. Yeah. 
you know, after being in a relationship with somebody for so long, you have to literally make the decision. You know, am am I going to allow this small thing to annoy me that much? Where it's going to yeah. mess up my day? Yeah. Whether it's going to mess up my marriage? Am I am I going to really allow those toenails over there to cause me to have a bad day? I'm, I mean, if we being realistic, yeah. real about it, because this is real life. You know what I'm saying? People people are getting divorced for the smallest things. People want to leave the house, you know, and, and just walk away for some of the smallest things. So, you know, you really have to allow the Holy Spirit to, to say, God, I'm, I'm need, I need your fruit to, to, to come on through. Like, what are we doing here? Amen. Because, you know, the enemy will magnify the mm -hmm. smallest things and will cause you to want to walk away. Amen. And all of the time that you put into something, it, you're just going to throw it away because of some of the smallest things. So, you know, you have to really just make a decision. Is this really going to spoil my day? No. You know, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to do a work in you when it comes to, you know, your marital relationships or any relationship for that matter. So, Amen. Did you all have anything else on that you wanted to jump in on? Amen. That that was that was really good because when you when you look at relationships as a whole, like you were talking about earlier, we have to be pragmatic in our approach to being in a relationship. Even though I'm in love with the individual, I still have to do life as well. And there are certain things that I need emotionally. And if I don't look at whatever is taking place properly, then it's going to affect me and take me out of my space, which mm -hmm. is going to cause more conflict on the other end. Um, we deal with First Peter chapter 3 all the time and talked about how uh, when the woman is interacting with her husband, she ought to have, you know, chase conversation. Her uh, interaction with him should be, quote unquote, appropriate because it's not about, like you were saying, her, but it's more so about winning others. In our relationships together, both parties have to realize somebody's watching us That's and right. they're gonna determine how they're going to look at marriage, how they're going to look at relationships, how they're going to look at God based off of how, you know, we interact one with another. And even with interacting with other people outside of our marriage, it's, it's still yet the same way. We have to look at it as uh, I, I heard somebody tell me years ago, they said hurt people hurt people. That's right. But sometimes people are not intentional in what they do, but what they do still has some kind of impact in in your life. And, to, and that you have to make sure that you approach the relationship properly and in a healthy way so to speak. So based off of what's going on with me, what's going on with the individual, uh, what's going on with my spouse, I make sure that when I approach the situation, I try to be in a safe space for everybody in all dynamics at that time. Because I know me, I can I can go from zero to a thousand like with the black of an eye. So okay. I have to be cautious and careful how I approach situations. And that, that's good because I was going to say communication is a skill. You know, it's something that proper communication is not something that happens overnight. And sometimes we're used to, you know, talking to the same what we feel, no filter. We're not gentle with it. Mm -hmm. So we are saving people of the kingdom. We need to be prayerful and mindful of, okay, and how we talk. We can be direct, 
Uh, we can talk with authority, but we don't have to be rude or nasty with the intent to hurt the other person. We're one. And if we're one, um, the Bible, the scripture lets us know that, you know, we're supposed to love your neighbor, you know, as we love ourselves. And he's the closest neighbor. The person that sleeps right next, you know, next to me, he's my closest neighbor. So, you know, why would I hurt him if I wouldn't hurt myself? You know, so in that we have to make sure that we're we're careful in our words, understand that communication is a skill. And in a skill, we do our best to, you know, to make it better. So just making sure that even like Lady Nicole was saying, if things do bother you that much, you know, it's not, it's easy sometimes saying, okay, well, I can overlook that or it's okay. But there are times things really bother you, especially if it's repetitive. So in a relationship, you have to communicate, you know, not talk down at each other, tick for tack, but sometimes you have to converse, even in relationships as, and I don't want to get off, but even I'm in ministry, people don't like confrontation. You can say it nice and their feelings are hurt. They're ready to leave. They're mad. But some things just need to be discussed. So communication, the proper way to communicate is key in any relationship, Amen. you know, because if not, we'll feel like we're OK how we are. When really it's like, uh-uh, you really, you know, you're really not. So it's just important that we effectively communicate. That's good. That is really good. I really I'm, I'm on, we're just going to we talked about this in the green room. So we're just going to go ahead and flow for a little while. I um, there are some things in my life and I'm still working on them, Pastor, that you called out because I can go from good to hood real quickly. Thank thank the Lord. Over the years, he's still working and delivering me. And I've realized that's an area that I keep before God. Uh, for me, respect is a huge deal. I just the whole thing. Thing. And so I live my life in a way that I try to be respectful to everybody. But if I'm not prayerful and I catch disrespect, it's a quick switch for me. And early on in my marriage, there was something my mother said to me. I can share now because I'm older and it kind of hit me two things. One that my wife, my mother said, and one something Lady Nicole said, uh, my wife, my mom said to me, I think it was probably 2021. She says, talk to your wife the way you want your daddy to talk to me. And that kind of hit me because I'm very direct. I'm like, it's what it is. In my mind, sometimes I'm not rude. I'm just having a kind in my own mind. In my own, I'm not being rude. I'm just telling you that's stupid. Well, you don't tell people that. And so communication is a skill and learning how to articulate how you're feeling in a manner where the person doesn't leave broken, but leaves with understanding is necessary. Yes. Go ahead. You want to jump in? Well, that's where relationship comes from. Mm -hmm. That's where relationship comes from. Because if you don't have relationship, it, you know, you, you may be able to say something to me or to our children and they will be able to receive it one way. But mm -hmm. then when you go out and you have your, you know, your the, the, the people at the King's Worship Center, totally they different. may not receive you that way. Um, because they don't live with you. They don't know, you know, daddy's hard. They don't know, you know, that same level of, you know, passion, right. maybe that we know that you have when it comes to something that you really believe in. And so they may take it one way where we take it or, oh, you know, that's just it's the know, audience. It's the audience yeah. and relationship. So it's, you know, you have to have that relationship and then knowing somebody's heart, you know, it, do I believe that my husband would say something that's going to intentionally hurt me? No, I don't. Because if he hurts me, then he hurts himself. I mean, let's be let's be honest, you know. And so 
um, that comes with with relationship. That's right. Uh, let me see. Got a comment down there. So it says, don't let them leave the conversation broken. OK, he was repeating that with both understanding. understanding and, you know, and then Lady Nicole had to communicate something to me. It's been over 10 or 15 years now. I won't repeat everything that she said, but what she said changed how I managed my family forever because it needed to be said. I didn't want to hear it. It hurt. I left angry, but it took it took me from being a boy to a man. And I'm not saying she made me a man. She, it just helped me understand what men do and what boys do. And so when there is relationship, there has to be a level of comfort that I can articulate what's necessary. And just as well as communicating it, listening is a skill. Yes. And that's why, once again, and I'm just going to pause here for a moment. Anybody that's out there that's thinking about getting married, you got to go through counseling and you got to have a session on communication. Right. Because when you have a disagreement, there's nothing wrong with having an argument. Just argue fair and argue correctly and be able to communicate those things uh, and let them know, because you know what? It, for for most men, if you don't understand how to communicate to a male, they'll take it a, the wrong way and they will shut down. Mm -hmm. And we're not hearing anything after that. After we feel there's a level of disrespect of who we are as men, you're not. We're not going to hear everything. It's like Charlie Brown school teacher. Womp 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 womp. And once again, it comes into relationship over time. Bishop, I feel like you got something you want to you want to jump in on that a little bit. That, that was good all by itself because, like you're saying, relationship is the big part. People understanding your heart, knowing what it is that you mean and what it, what you don't mean in how you articulate. You were saying uh, just a few moments ago, men, after they get to an age about 14 or 15, they start smelling themselves, so to speak. Yeah. So a woman, even mom, is not going to be able to just dictate to them and they not rebel. Because right. in, they know I'm a man and I'm supposed to be an authority. So you're not just going to handle me. So you're going to start seeing that. And if you want to get the best out of them, your approach would you would benefit if you change your approach in dealing with the man. And um, even like we were talking earlier, sometimes those that are in leadership position, pastors, fathers, uh, people that are heads of companies or organizations, they are so guarded because mm -hmm. they realize I have to keep on a mask to a certain degree mm -hmm. to serve the people that I'm called to serve because they know me in the confines of the office, but mm -hmm. they don't know me in the confines of the person. That's and right. because of that, um, if I show them the person, then they'll probably try to mishandle me, mismanage me or you know, disrespect me and that's going to be a problem. So I need to keep them at bay by keeping this mask on to some degree. I'm the same person, but I only invite you into certain rooms. You come in the front room, you sit in the living room and that's it. You, this is the bathroom, but you don't go through the rest of my house. That's right. Go ahead, Lady Kamisha. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. And I was going to say that, and there's nothing wrong with that either. I think when we talk about balance, can if we segue just a little bit, um, we can use Jesus as an example. He loved all 12 disciples. Mm -hmm. But when he went to the mountaintop, he only took the three that were able to handle it. You know, so we get, we have to be able to understand within relationships, there are those dynamics. Um, I encountered that early on as pastoring. There are those that started out with me. Uh, they came over to the house for dinner, all this other stuff. They were really close, right? And so with that, they become protective of you. 
Mm -hmm. What happens is, is when the baby starts to grow, the baby's going to bring friends in. Mm -hmm. And so the dynamic of that relationship changes. Right. And so it doesn't necessarily mean you're not still on the mountaintop. It just means you've got to give the leeway and remember who we are in this relationship and the relationship that we have so that your new brothers and sisters can come in. It doesn't mean they're going to get the side of daddy that you get, but the other children still get dad, too. Yeah. And so how do you when you guys think about that, because you've been doing this with Rayma guys for a long time. How do you handle that? Because you're growing through through, through leaps and bounds with, with Rayma and with True Fellowship, taking on ministries, growing, sending people out. How do you manage that dynamic with the relationship? Because they change over time. It, it it's, it's still, a, a, I guess, a learning process as we go. Bishop Jake said something years ago that kind of gave some insight to me. He basically shared that everybody is not looking for a position. Some mm -hmm. people are looking for you. Mm -hmm. So in doing ministry, I have to identify the people that want relationship with me and separate them from the people that want position in ministry and wow. still love them all the same. That's right. But know how to use them and how to help them benefit, grow and receive what it is that they need while at the same time helping them to serve the system as we go. Because sometimes some people can care less about a title. That's right. Their, their issue is if I can't reach you, I got a problem. That's right. Yeah, less about reaching you. They just want you to call them, you know, the great I am, so right. to speak. Mm -hmm. Amen. So, Lady Kamisha, go ahead. I, I'm, I'm interested in your perspective, Lady Nicole, as well, because, <laughs> okay. because you guys, I mean, I, 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 I want to I say this with respect. Y'all, my family. Mm -hmm. I see oftentimes in a, in a marital relationship, it's already hard enough just being married but being married on a platform. And sometimes in the relationship, whether it's husband or wife, uh, the spouse may get pulled into positions they're really not called to. When you know you're called to a position, so you pastor's wife, uh, mother, uh, support system, now pastor elect, God has moved you up. I mean, made full, full proof of your ministry. How have you handled it over the years? What do you do? What do I do? Um, well, actually, like I said, um, his help me in every sense of the word. Um, initially, you know, you know, he would encourage me to, well, I need you to do this as it relates to working in ministry and teaching. I'm like, uh, -uh I'm not doing that. Now we talked about this because that's one of the things too. We even in relationship, getting to know each other, we did a lot of what ifs and how do you feel? And like I said, I grew up in ministry and mm -hmm. I saw behind the scenes, so, but I would ask a lot of questions and that was, I never forget. I remember asking myself now. Pastoring is your thing. Preaching is your thing. Would you ever try to make me say, no, it's in you. I wouldn't force you. I wish I would have recorded that. But he said, <laughs> it, it, I told him the truth. Yes. I said, it's in you. He said, I wouldn't force you. He said, but it's it's in you. But in that, I said that, and I'm helping some other first lady too, because sometimes we fight the process. Um, and I said this on another uh, live, you know, Find your greatest strengths. You know, hospitality was my thing, making sure people were good. And there are times I really feel even as a pastor's wife, they need to hear the voice of the woman of the house. You know, so it may not be preaching, but when we get our eyes off of, you know, comparing ourselves to how someone else does it, when we get our eyes off of that, then our confidence, you know, and who we are really stands out and stands out. So even when you're talking about uh, being a pastor, it doesn't always have to be in my eyes. It doesn't always have to be, you know, you preaching or you wearing a robe. 
you know, I see myself somewhat as an executive. I help maintain order. So even though, yes, I will teach, I will go up on the pulpit. I'm not intimidated by that. He's who he is. I am who I am. But at the same time, I'm confident in my role. You said, what do I do? Um, almost a peacemaker. You know, you don't, a lot of people don't really see um, the behind the scenes. They see, like I say, ministry as it is on a Sunday or on a Tuesday. They see where the program has all been put together and you see the finished product, but you don't see, you know, that there was a drama or you had to pray for this person or you had to calm pastor down and deal with the issue so he can flow and do what he needed to do. So I really see myself as just as that one to help establish and maintain order um, mm -hmm. in that. Um, I was trying to think of the other questions that you asked, even in ministry, but that's that's so important. Mm -hmm. You know, preaching is the, to me is the easy part, mm -hmm. but establish order. And not only that, you can have a mindset of wanting order. But if you have people that are coming in who are, didn't grow up with order, don't know order, you know, it's like, OK, so now you have to program them or reprogram them. They may have come to another ministry and this is how we did it mm -hmm. but you're in now. So, you know, just having to that that's work. You know, that's Amen. labor. So, you know, I just I see what I do is is important. You know, I just find myself making sure that I don't downplay that because that is key. And that's what helps ministry. Our ministry is, you know, we have family ingrained in us. So our ministry has a sense of family. So we definitely try to yeah. you know, reinforce that, especially when we have newer people in. Like we don't have any adopted kids. Um, as ministry grows, we see, you know, who's uh I guess gifts or towels are find their wheat, their strengths. You know, where can we put you to work? Because people come in, they want to work, you know, but just making sure that they're ready for that. So just try to form some level of relationship. And it may not always be really personable as far mm -hmm. as you call me, I call you, we go out to eat. Yeah. Sometimes in those relationships, that can that can really mess up, you know, the kingdom work. When we try That's to right. force that relationship where we get too personable. Amen. And I think... And I want everyone to hear that that's an awesome point, uh, Lady Kamisha, because there has to be a line. There has to be a line um, because I've seen like you growing up in ministry, growing up in the church. Um, if you don't draw a line, right. um, my pastor would say it this way. If you play with the puppy, they'll lick you in the face. And oh. so there has to be and I'm not calling people puppies. It's just a good example right. of. There has to be a line. Yeah, we laugh. Yeah, we are individuals outside of the pulpit. No, I'm not always under the anointing. I'm not always casting out devils and prophesying. There's there's the Kel, there's Kelvin here, but you don't get that. You want to get the person that's going to ensure that you don't miss God. Mm -hmm. And that's a part of who I am in relationship to you. And guys, there's so much more I want to talk about, but it's 54 minutes and 38 seconds oh, into wow. this live already. And I promised wow. you. I would respect your time. So like I said, I think this is going to, if you guys will agree, we'll talk later. We're going to do a two and a three on this one. We're going to have to, because there's so much more I really want to dig into. Because one of the questions I wanted to ask was, and I, this may be the last question, is as leaders, how do we maintain, because there may be a young pastor, because um, believe it or not, guys, our leaders are in their 50s and 60s now. And so we're quickly becoming the elders of the church. Someone just says, Crystal Brown, no, this is too good. <laughs> There's so much to, to really, yeah. To, to unpack. To and so we're quickly becoming those elders. So now we see young pastors, young wives coming up. How would you tell them or how would you say 
what advice would you give them on maintaining their personal relationship along with uh, their kingdom responsibility? Because I'm one that can testify sometimes you can blur the line. You can become so focused on that assignment to uh, build the ministry, to do what God has told you to do, that it goes over into the personal relationship. What you smirking for? So I've been there. I can testify to it. It's just the truth where, you know, I get off work uh, 10 hour day, 12 hour day. And instead of going home to check on the family, you're coming to the temple. I got to pray. I got to do this. I got to do that. So how what what advice would you give those individuals uh, that are coming up in ministry and maybe are new in relationship? I'll let both of you take that. You have, you have to be intentional. What we had to do. um and we started this years ago, we started something called the sabbatical. And usually every three months, we'll take the entire week off. So we have service on Sunday, no rehearsals, no practice, no conferences, no uh, counseling, no nothing throughout the week. And we come back the following Sunday. And then um, we had to start putting different things on our schedule for us to have date night and for us to do family events, because if we didn't do it, there's there's always a demand in ministry. Somebody always has an emergency. You know, you, oh, yeah. I mean, for, for, for a person that's serving as a senior pastor, there is no such thing as punching out. That's you right. know, there's, there's always a need. There's always a demand. So you have to be intentional about setting time where you say, this is, unless somebody's dying, we're not right. doing anything as it relates to ministry. Um, and, how we kind of got into doing the sabbatical was years ago, I was working at the Bible college, uh, working full time, traveling and preaching a little bit, trying to build the ministry. And my wife would say uh, to me, I get home 11 o'clock at night on the phone talking to somebody. And she said to me one night, she said, I can handle you not being here for me. She said, but I don't want my children to grow up and not know their daddy. And when she said that, I, I kind of, you know, looked down and kind of walked out the room because my eyes water, you know, and I said, I ain't gonna let her see me cry. But the thing was, it hit me, and I started asking God, give me strategy, give, give me, give me something so I can continue to do what it is that I'm called to do, but at the same time still serve my family properly. And that's when he gave us the sabbaticals. And then I think at that time, like every couple of months, we would take a little trip. So we might go down to Charleston for a Friday, Saturday, come back Sunday. We would go to uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, go down there for Friday, Saturday, and come back Sunday. And we did things like that, just trying to be intentional. Now, um, I think it was the other day, I was coming in the house. My wife was saying something about ministry, and I, I clicked out. I said, I'm not talking about that. And I walked in the room. I said, I don't want to hear nothing about church. There's nobody in dying. I'm not talking about church. We're you know? switching roles. <laughs> He's changing on me. <laughs> Control. So, you know, it's in us. It's ingrained in us. Right. So it's definitely a discipline. And one thing I want to say is as leaders, you have to lead by example. So right. just like you need a break, your members need a break. The children mm -hmm. need a break. You don't want children and ministry growing up being bitter. You know, yeah. you don't people make you don't want people to feel like, oh, I'm going to church because I don't hear his mouth or, oh, yeah. I'm going to church because I don't want, you know, they, you know, trying to want to keep their position. Everybody That's needs right. a break at some point. So when you are strategic and not have as many services or give them a break, a lot mm -hmm. of times, we, especially our leaders, we're encouraging them, use that opportunity to go on your break. Now, will you have some people that's still going to 
plan vacation during a conference. Yeah, absolutely. You know, right. you say, okay, and you keep it moving and you focus on the majority who are going to support, you know, who's going to do what they're supposed to do. So just definitely as leaders lead by example and understand that your family will suffer if you don't, you know, breathe, if you don't plan, if you don't have a schedule, you know, and then that trickles down to, you know, your sub leaders, it trickles down to, you know, laity. So it's so important that you understand that it's okay. Jesus rested. So it's okay to have that day to rest and to breathe, you know? Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. It's important. We see the Lord started. He looked at everything that he, he made. He said, it's good. And on the seventh day, he took that. He took a rest. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think it's important. And so uh, Sister Sonia Cook would love to hear you talk about relationships between senior leadership, sub leadership, siblings, parents and children. So we got a whole litany of information that I wanted to get to tonight. Uh, and we just weren't able to. We talked about it in the green room about once it got started, I knew the flow would come. And uh, when the when the spirit of the Lord starts moving, it's not all uh, speaking in tongues. I just knew it was going to flow a certain way. So we praise God for what it was tonight. We do pray that the information tonight was a blessing to you. Uh, we I mean, literally, this could just be the introduction. So it won't be the last time. Uh, Bishop Parrot, Lady Kamisha, I'm going to let you guys once again introduce yourselves again to the people. And then we'll get out of here in the next couple of minutes. So I'm going to give you guys the floor. Oh, he wants me to go first now. Okay. Well, I'm Lady Kamisha Parrott, pastor elect. I go by either um, of Rainbow Ward Restoration Ministries. My pastor, my husband, my bishop is Bishop Carl G. Parrott. Um, and we're just honored again just to be on here to do whatever we need to do to make an, a kingdom impact and just you know be a blessing to encourage those who are out there who may feel weary or discouraged or lost. Just know that it's a process as it relates to relationships, as it relates to, you know, just being in ministry and growing in ministry. Amen. Bishop. Thank uh, you, Alicia. I'm Carl Parent, Senior Pastor of Rainbow Water Restoration Ministries here in Columbia, South Carolina, presiding for over True Fellowship, which has its corporate office here in Columbia. Um, just excited. Just, uh, I guess, happy to be here with you all and enjoy this, this dialogue, just dealing with relationships yes. and we got caught up in just uh, dealing with certain things. We didn't even touch most of the questions that we were going to deal with. So like you said, we're going to have to do at least a two and possibly even a three, uh, you know, as related to this. So we just thank God. Amen. Lady Nicole, do you have any closing comments? Let's oh, hold on one second, babe. And I also wanted to make sure that uh, this is just some of the, the things that Rayma has. We have the book by Dr. Parrott, Why Am I Where I Am? You can find this is at www.rayma.net. Yes, sir. Okay. We also have the collaboration of generations. Say, I'm sorry, Bishop, say one more time for me. We have a new one now. It's myrama.net now. So that, that should make it easier for people to get in touch with us. Amen. Myrama.net. And then the last uh, uh, thing that I have is Kingdom Love by Dr. Carl and Lady Kamisha Parrott. Uh, listen, I don't mind sharing on a pastor's perspective when it's a great work. Um, so please go out and get this stuff, you'll love it. It'll bless your home, bless your life. Lady Nicole? Amen. Just looking at a few of the comments. Gina, um, um, really enjoyed this. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome, sweetie. Um, Mama Brenda, she says, passion, I hate to see it come to an end. Um, we are so blessed to be in on this tonight. Yeah, I, you know, I hate to see it come to the end too, because there's just so much 
so much to talk about. I have my little notes over here. We got to go on and passages. Let us know. It's all good. So we'll definitely have to come back and do it again. I hope that there was something like just one little tidbit of something that you guys can take away from this um, and that you can apply to your own relationships, whether it be marital, whether it be in business, whether it be a ministry ministry or even with your children because we cannot forget about our babies they are so 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 important um so i hope that this blessed you all um if you have not had the opportunity please go ahead and like and follow our page so that you will get notifications when we go live again for this particular um topic and listen you can drop it in the comment section if there's something in particular that you guys really 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 want to hear really want to talk about drop it in the comment section so that we can come together and really like hone in on that one specific topic because this was a really broad it was really broad um conversation so but we're it you know anytime we get the opportunity to spend some time with the parents we are really excited yeah. right so I was, you know, feeling like this is date night because <sighs> Pastor Kelvin is so busy. I got to get that bag. <laughs> oh, you go get it. <laughs> with ministry, with him working, you know, full time. He is, um, you know, work. What do you call it? Bivocational. That's it. Bivocational. Thank you, Pastor. <laughs> um, we really do have to be intentional about the time that we do get, you know, with each other. So this was date night for me. Well, good. well it's going to be date night. Amen. We praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so, you tell me, but amen. So oh, after we get, about to eat it. <laughs> I'm just joking. Drive through and drive home. <laughs> so, also, I want to take a moment and thank my sponsors, Rise to Shine, uh, Pop, uh, Rise to Shine Jewelry. Right. I also want to take a moment to also thank my other sponsor, uh, Levana Check. Check out his CD. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Apple iTunes single, It's Alive. Please check it out. Also, my other son in the faith, Juan Sharp was on. If you need any house cleaning done, check him out at Two Sharp Cleaning. Amen. Amen. So in all my King's Worship Center family that's out there tuning into the pastor's perspective, thank you. And I would be remiss if I didn't tell you all, I will take this broadcast and it will be on a pastor's perspective podcast that I have. And you can find that on any place where you stream your podcast so you can get it downloaded and we will have this ready for you to review and listen again. Please go like and subscribe to that podcast. Amen. This is season two. And what a way to start it off with my family, the parrots. <laughs> Amen. When we get together again, hopefully we'll be able to talk about friendships and relationships. And I don't really broadcast deep, meaningful relationships. I think those are things that you hold to heart because everybody needs to know who's really close to your heart. Amen. But I'm going to put it out there. Parrots are close to my heart. We love y'all. Like for real, for real. Like, for real, for real, for real. If I got a dollar and you need half, you got it. <laughs> it's what it is. Amen. Yeah. So, amen. So, for all of you all out there tonight, we thank you for joining in. We pray that you'll join in us, join with us again, and we'll see you guys again soon. Uh, parent family, if you all would hold on for us just for a moment as we hit the outro, and as we as we say always, peace abide. Peace. God bless you.